I heard about a mansion He has built for me in glory And I heard about the streets of gold Beyond the crystal sea About the angels singing And the old redemption story And some sweet day I'll sing up there The song of victory Savior he is. Isaiah chapter 25. <clears throat> o Lord, thou art my God. I will exalt thee. I will praise thy name, for thou hast done wonderful things. Thy counsels of old are faithfulness and truth, for thou hast made of a city a heap, of a defense city a ruin, a palace of strangers to be no city. It shall never be built. Therefore shall the strong people glorify thee, the city of the terrible nations shall fear thee. For thou hast been a strength to the poor, a strength to the needy in his distress, a refuge from the storm, a shadow from the heat, when the blast of the terrible ones is as a storm against the wall. Thou shalt bring down the noise of strangers as the heat in a dry place, even the heat with the shadow of a cloud, the branch of the terrible ones shall be brought low. And in this mountain shall the Lord of hosts make unto all people a feast of fat things, a feast of wines on the leaves of fat things and full of marrow of wines on the leaves well refined. And he will destroy in this mountain the face of the covering cast over all people and the veil that is spread over all nations. He will swallow up death in victory and the Lord God will wipe away tears from off all faces and the rebuke of his people shall he take away from off all the earth, for the Lord has spoken it. Mm-hmm. And it shall be said in that day, Lo, this is our God. We have waited for him, and he will save us. This is the Lord. We have waited for him. We will be glad and rejoice in his salvation. For in this mountain shall the hand of the Lord rest, and Moab shall be trodden down under him, even as straw is trodden down for the dunghill. And he shall spread forth his hands in the midst of them, as he that swimmeth spreadeth forth his hands to swim. And he shall bring down their pride together with the spoils of their hands. And the fortress of the high fort of thy wall shall he bring down, lay low, and bring to the ground, even to the dust. Amen. Thank you, Brother Gene. All right. Brother Gene just read from Isaiah chapter 25. And one of these verses, it is in uh, verse 8, we notice that he says, He will swallow up death in victory. Oh, we just sang about it, didn't we? 
And the Lord will wipe away tears from all faces. We go through a lot of things in this life, don't we? As Brother Chuck pointed out earlier, we go through these trials and tribulations because God has planned for us to go through them for His purpose. His purpose is always, as Romans 8 and I believe 28 tells us, is for our good. But He will wipe away all the tears from these situations and from all of our faces. And the rebuke of His people shall He take away from all the earth. The way that we are, the sinfulness in our life, the death that is within us, He will take away and off all the earth. For the Lord hath spoken it. That makes it sure, doesn't it? The Lord hath spoken it. All right, turn with me this morning now to the First uh, Corinthians chapter fifteen. First Corinthians chapter fifteen. You notice I've been trying to draw again up on the board here. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about the sting of death. I've thought about drawing a wasp up there, but. I'm afraid David might run out. He don't like wasps. But to be fair, they don't like him either. They seem to find him wherever he is. All right. First Corinthians chapter 15. We're going to start in verse 39. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 39 says, All flesh is not the same flesh. But there is one kind of beast, one, there is one kind of flesh of men, another flesh of beasts, another of fishes, and another of birds. God created all of these different creatures. There are also celestial bodies and bodies terrestrial. But the glory of the celestial is one, and the glory of the terrestrial is another. There is one glory of the sun and another glory of the moon and another glory of stars. For one star differs from another star in glory. He's a great creator, isn't he? So also is the resurrection of the dead. It is raised in incorruption. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. It is sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. There is a natural body and there is a spiritual body. And so it is written, the first man, Adam, was made a living soul. You remember, God breathed the breath of life into Adam. He became a living soul. The last Adam was made a quickening spirit. That last Adam is the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who kept the law for you. Howbeit, verse 46, that was not first which is spiritual, but that which is natural, and afterward that which is spiritual. That makes me think of the Lord's conversation with Nicodemus. He must be born of the flesh and of the Spirit. And he just said here, Paul did talking to the church at Corinth, 
It is natural first, afterward that which is spiritual. Verse 47, The first man is of the earth earthy, the second man is the Lord from heaven. As is the earthy, such are they also that are earthy. And as is the heavenly, such are they also that are heavenly. And as we have borne the image of the earthly, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly. We are being conformed to the image of the Son of God even today, even every day. We are God's creation as all of these other creatures are. We are in His hand like they are. He is conforming us to what is pleasing to Him or actually to who is pleasing to Him and that is He is conforming us to the image of His Son, Jesus Christ. Verse 50, Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Neither doth corruption inherit incorruption. Behold, I show you a mystery. Verse 51, We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, though they were buried corruptible. They will be raised incorruptible. This is a mystery of the power of God. And we shall be changed. Verse 53, For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. Amen. The Lord. He knew the Scripture, didn't he? He's quoting from Isaiah 25, isn't he? Absolutely. Death shall be swallowed up in victory. Where did death come from? Well, let's read the next verse. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? For the sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. So where did death come from? Well, when we go back to the beginning, in the book of Genesis, you'll see that death was the result of disobedience to the law of God. Now, at this point, we have one law. He told Adam, don't eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For in the day that you do eat thereof, you shall surely die. There's death. And then it came to pass, didn't it? They did disobey God. They did sin and partake of the forbidden fruit of the knowledge of the tree of good and evil. And they did die. Now, yes, they died physically, but not right then, but later. But they died spiritually right then. How do I know that? Because God said, In the day that you eat thereof, you shall surely die. And this death passed onto all men. Not only the spiritual death, passed on to us, which it does. What is death? Death is a separation. They walked with God in the garden 
They talked with God daily. But now they were separated from God. They experienced a spiritual death. And that spiritual death is passed on to each of us through Adam. That's how Jesus Christ, being born of a virgin, did not inherit that fallen nature or that separation from God as we have. That's where death came from. Verse 52 said that in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trump for the trumpet shall sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. Do you believe in the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ this morning as your Savior? That what He did on the cross of Calvary by giving His perfect life for you voluntarily, that it's meant for you? Well, let me tell you, you have already gone through a change, if that's so. That change is that God, by His promise, His Word is always true, has taken out the stony heart that you were born with, which is resistance to God because you're separated from Him by nature through Adam and his transgression. You have already been changed. You have a new heart now that's soft and not hard against God's principles and God's law. But now you love Him. Now, you have a new nature within you or spiritual life that you didn't have before. Do you still have the death in this body? You do. Do you still have the natural, the nature of man in this body? You do. But praise God, when you're raised incorruptible, from the grave, the Lord comes back first, either one, you will go through a complete change in that you're going to leave this sinful man, this sinful nature that you inherited from Adam behind. And you're going to be pure. You're going to have a new body. All right. Back to verse 54. Death is swallowed up in victory. Now I drew a picture up here of a scorpion. Hopefully you recognize that much of it. As representing death. It was the serpent that beguiled Eve, that lied to Eve about the result of her disobeying God. That lie resulted in sin or disobedience to God and it brought death. Alright? But praise God, death has been swallowed up in victory by Jesus Christ. Now verse 55 says, O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? Each person born faces the fact of life, which is death. Now, yes, I always say that unless the Lord comes back first, because He is coming back. 
And it may be today. We don't know. But if not, if the Lord tarries, as they say, then we will experience this death. The Bible teaches us that we have death in us every day. We pray for each other because we're all getting older and we've all got these pains and we've all got these discomforts that we experience. Let me tell you, that's the process of death of the body. It is. It's early, praise God. But it's an effect of the curse on sin. That's what we're suffering from. It really is. Oh, death, where is thy sting? Oh, grave, where is thy victory? Paul in verse 56 explains that the sting of death is sin. What makes death, or again, separation from God, permanent? What is it? It's sin, isn't it? And we'll qualify that by saying unforgiven sin. Unforgiven sin. This stinger in our life is the sin in our life. Now, we are able to remove the sting of death in our lives by removing what? The sin in our lives. Now, we are unable to completely remove the sting of death, but I want you to know that there's a penalty for sin, and the penalty for sin is eternal separation from God or death. But we sang a while ago that we have victory in Jesus. Let me tell you why. Because Jesus has completely taken away the stain of death. How did He do that? He paid the price that God demanded. And it was demanded of you and me. Because we are sinners. We had to keep the law. But we couldn't do it. We were unable to because we were sinners. But Jesus Christ has moved, has removed the permanent state of sin, which is permanent death. Now, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. You see, he has completely removed the sting from death. If you take the stinger off of a I don't know why I want to keep calling it a tarantula. If you take the stinger off of a scorpion, now you just got a bug. It's in the way. Death 
is not fearful for us. Not at all. Because it's going to be a transference from here to the presence of God. What is the strength of sin? What gives sin power over us? Well, it's the law of God. Right? That's what we can't keep. That's what we haven't kept. That has, is what we have disobeyed. That's what we have uh, neglected. The law of God. That's the requirement of God the Father in His holy and righteous judgment is the keeping of the law of God. We haven't kept the law of God. So we have this penalty hanging over our head. It's right. It's righteous. It's perfect because God's perfect. The law doesn't give us any leeway, does it? You look at God's law and you start looking for gray area, you're going to be looking a while because there's not any. The law of God It's strict, isn't it? It's strict. God is not going to receive any sinners into heaven. Because you're no longer going to be a sinner. Because the penalty will have been paid for you. And at this point today, the penalty has been paid for you. Sin brought death into the world. Again, the sting of death will be unrepented, unforgiven sin. Non-belief. Non-belief in Jesus Christ will send somebody to hell. Actually, they're already on their way. John said that uh, we're condemned already. He didn't come to condemn the world. He was already condemned. But the Lord came to redeem His people from out of the world, which He has done. Each one of us must deal with this death. Even every day. Again, the Bible teaches us that we die every day. Each one of us must face this demon, this serpent, this inherited death. Each one of us individually have to fight this fight that we're in. And it's a daily battle of the mind, isn't it? It is. We've all seen sin and where it comes from, where it goes, it starts as a seed and it becomes a, a small plant and it grows up and it bears fruit. It starts as a thought in the mind or uh, something that we see or something that we feel or something that we lust after and then if we allow it, it grows, doesn't it? That's sin in our lives. We have this battle that we personally have to fight every day. Praise God. 
that we have victory through Him. Death is swallowed up in victory. Jesus died. He really died. He was dead for three days. But then He was raised from the dead. We, like Him, will die, but we will be raised in victory. When He was raised from the dead, He had paid the entire price for you and for your sin. He died on the cross. But praise God, He arose from the grave and He did so in victory. He defeated your enemy, even the enemy that you're facing every day now. He defeated it. What's that enemy that you're facing every day now? It's death. It's sin that causes death. You see that? Sin is the sting of death. But I want you to know this morning that He has defeated not only sin, He paid the price for the sin. He pleased God. He stands between you and God's justice today. God doesn't sweep sin under the floor. He really, He really hurt Jesus Christ all the way to death for you. The sin that we allow in our lives, Jesus Christ hung on the cross for. Jesus Christ shed His blood for that. That should make us want to fight harder in this daily battle, doesn't it? Against this sting of death. We all must fight this battle in our physical bodies. In Adam, we all die. By his sin, we're all subject to the penalty of death. That's the first Adam. Again, the death that's caused by sin will be a permanent separation from God, death, if it is not forgiven. Oh, but we confess our sins to Jesus Christ and He's true to His Word and His Word says that He is faithful to forgive us. He's a great Savior, isn't He? The strength of sin in verse 56 is the law. The law is not going to bend for us. The law is not going to change for us because we're special. No. No, it's not. Praise God that He loved you before the foundation of the world enough to send His only begotten Son. If He had desired one sinful thing, God wouldn't have been pleased with His sacrifice. See, Jesus taught that sin is not just the act, but it's the desire in the heart, right? 
Jesus Christ was impeccable. And it's faith in Him that cleanses us from our sins. You see, we're standing on what He did. Because what we do has no spiritual merit. If we do something good, we turn around and praise God because we realize it's Him doing good through us. The marvelous Savior, isn't He? The sting of death, verse 56, is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. See, there again, we have victory through God, through God-given faith in Jesus Christ. Do you feel victorious this morning? You should. You should. Because you have a great and mighty Savior who's pleased God on your behalf. He took this penalty that I deserved and He suffered through it. But it didn't end there. When He came up out of that grave, He defeated death for you. Now you have no fear of death. Again, death is just a separation. And separation from this sinful state is going to be marvelous. It's going to be wonderful, isn't it? It is. We have victory through Jesus who fully satisfied God for us by this perfect sacrifice that He made. Recognize that sin in your life causes separation from God. It may be little in your eyes. It may be insignificant in your thoughts. It may be little in the separation. But it's there. And if you look, you'll notice it. You will see in your own life that these things that do not honor God, but things that bring dishonor to Him, they at some level will separate you from the closeness that you've once felt to Jesus Christ and to the Lord through His Word. But as we eliminate sin from our lives, beginning with, we talked about how sin grows. Where does it start? It starts in the mind. Beginning with our thoughts. Oh, when we surround our thoughts with God's Word. When we put Jesus Christ in the nucleus of our thoughts, no matter what we're thinking about, we consider Him. What would Jesus do? I love that. Because it makes me think of being like Him. Thinking like Him. But when we think like Him, then we act like Him. We talked last week about being in His image and others seeing us in our lives and saying, hey, they, they must have been with God. They must have been with Jesus the way the disciples were. And people saw them working miracles and they perceived that they had been with Jesus. 
as we eliminate sin from our thoughts, from our desires, from our lives, we will be drawn closer and closer to Him. We are being transformed to the image of He who kept God's law perfectly. Uh, praise Him this morning if you know Him because you have victory over this death because Jesus Christ has completely removed the sting of death which is sin by paying the penalty for it. It has no dominion over you now. Do you still have sin within you? You do. But it doesn't control you now. It doesn't control your path and your destiny in this life. God does. You're in God's hand. And He will never leave you. Verse 57, 1 Corinthians 15 says, But thanks be to God. Can we have any pride, any glory in and of ourselves? None. All thanks be to God. Thanks be to God which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast and unmovable. How do we do that? How are we steadfast and unmovable off of the truth of God? By removing sin from our lives. By looking inward and seeing what's inside. And trusting in the God who has promised to conform us to perfection. And that is Jesus Christ, isn't it? He's perfection. Thanks be to God which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. That Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, standing on the truth, not wavering from the truth, not watering down the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Standing. Be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Because we're in His will. And He's trustworthy. Our will is not trustworthy, is it? No. No. This human nature will steer us away from God every time, won't it? Oh, but praise God that death is swallowed up in victory. What a Savior. Loves us so much. God loved us before the foundation of the world. I know that that's humanly uncomprehensible, but it's still true. The fact that God loves us and loved us when we hated Him, that's another incomprehensible thing humanly, isn't it? How could He love me? Somebody like me. Why would He save somebody like me? And the answer is, because He wanted to. You see, because He wanted to. All we can do is praise Him for His mercy. No, the law has no mercy on us. But God does. 
and He loves us. And He's going to see, see us all the way through to our new home, which He is building for us. Where there will be no tears, there will be no more pain. And praise God, the last thing He's going to destroy is death. There will be no separation from God ever again. But we'll be praising Him and worshiping Him. I don't even know a number for billions of years. And that'll be the beginning one. Praise God. May God bless the reading of His Word this morning. It's been a great privilege and a blessing to be with y'all and to be with the presence of the Lord.